chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes. There's a ton of talent at quarterback heading into 2023, but was your favorite signal caller able to crack our top 25? It is Friday, June 2nd. This is the College Football Daily. I'm Lance Glenn. Earlier this week, 24-7 Sports put out a list of the top 25 quarterbacks for this coming season. Some obvious names stood out, but some under-the-radar names are ones that made the list and look to really break out this fall. Joining me to discuss is the man who put this together, 24-7 Sports National News Desk writer, Carter Baines. Carter, how are we doing? Thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. This is a, it's a fun list. Obviously, we're we're deep in the off season, so we have the time to, to run through rankings like this. Some obvious names, I think, at the top, uh, but sorting out you know, guys, 20, 25 to, to three, um, it takes a little bit of work. So I'm sure we're going to dive, dive fully into this list and I'll, uh, I'll explain some of my decision making there. So let's start at the top, right? Caleb Williams, number one, Drake May, number two. Look, obviously heading into the year uh, or the coming year, I should say, these guys are the favorites to be the first two quarterbacks taken in the 2024 NFL draft. So it's no surprise that they lead your list. But just how close are they in your mind? Was there any thought to maybe reversing it and putting May one and Williams two? Or were you pretty much dead set on Williams at the top with May a, a second behind him? Yeah, I was fairly set on Caleb Williams there just because he he has the Heisman Trophy on his resume. Um, Drake May's career, obviously, you know, the success is mostly limited to one season. So, you know, can he replicate that? I would bet on that, of course. But, you know, I think Caleb Williams is just slightly more proven. Um, he is the reigning best player in college football for a reason. And I think, you know, there is a case to be made that Drake May maybe is the better professional prospect. I think the fact that, you know, he popped in one year as a as a full-time starter, you know, maybe you can make the, the case that his ceiling is slightly higher than Williams. But I think, you know, what the guys have, have done on the field so far, it would be hard in, in my mind to rank May ahead of Williams. With that being said, you know, we could be having this discussion this time next year and saying, well, May really separated himself. So I, I think that battle between those two is going to be really fun to watch this year. I, you know, I would have them as my top two uh, to win the Heisman, but I think there are a few down down the list uh, that, that could make some noise as well. Yeah, the competition between May and Williams, even though they won't play each other unless it's in a bowl game, uh, will be definitely fun to watch this season. And, you know, you bring up a good point that, sure, May, 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 but May, May be maybe a better pro prospect, but ultimately this is a list talking about the top 25 quarterbacks for the 2023 season. And of course, both will be in college. So we're not looking forward ahead to the NFL draft. We're just looking at next year 
in uh, college football. Now, inside the top four, you have three Pac-12 quarterbacks, right? Caleb Williams, number one, as mentioned, at USC. Michael Penix, number three, at Washington. And Bo Nix at Oregon is number four. Now, further down the list, you also have Cameron Rising at number 18 from Utah. I was a little bit surprised you didn't have Shooter Sanders on the list, although I guess, you know, how he translates to the Power 5 level is obviously still to be determined. But with the talent at the position this year, do you think the Pac-12 is kind of the conference of quarterbacks in 2023, you know, beating out the other Power Fives, ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and Big 12? Absolutely. I think it's a conference loaded with quarterback talent. And one of the interesting things about that is there's a very real chance that Every single starting quarterback in the Pac-12 will be a transfer. You know, I, th- I think quarterbacks have have come to the Pac-12 and flourished. You look at Bo Nix as an example, landing in the top four on this list after, you know, I, I don't think he necessarily lived up to the expectations that Auburn fans had for him there as, as a former highly rated recruit, you know, a legacy guy, uh, comes to Oregon and really flourishes in his first year there under then offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham, Michael Penix Jr. as well. Uh, you know, you mentioned landing at number three here, led the nation in passing yards per game last year, uh, was the leader of one of the highest flying offenses in in all of college football. So I think, you know, you have to include those guys at, at the top of the list. And Cameron Rising further down the list, you know, how does he respond to his torn ACL? Shadur Sanders, as you mentioned, I, I think has the ability to shine at the FBS level. I just want to see it first. And then there's other guys in the conference too. DJ Uyunglele at Oregon State, you know, maybe he finally puts things together and really reaches his potential there. Cameron Ward at Washington State, you know, is a guy who is really highly touted coming out of FCS. Uh, maybe he puts it together this year. I think you could go down the list and, and find a candidate at every school to crack this list, you know, if they reach their potential in 2023. So I think the Pac-12, you know, I think every team feels good about their quarterback situation entering this year, which is, I mean, pretty impressive in a conference, you know, with 12 teams. Yeah. And I think one name, at least in the Pac-12 that I have an eye on, and it's to be determined whether he's going to start the season as number one, or if at all, he'll be number one during his freshman year. But I think Dante Moore could really be a guy who has a big freshman year for UCLA, if given the opportunity. Now, again, that if it is big, because I think it's Colin Schley is who they brought in uh, from Kent State uh, as a transfer. And obviously they're battling and we know Dante Moore, five-star recruit in the class of 2023 and a lot of hype and a lot of expectations surrounding him. Uh, But if he's given the opportunity to start, whether it's at the beginning of the year, middle of the year, or maybe even close to the end of the year, I think we could really see a lot from him in the time that he gets and maybe not a top 25 quarterback this year, but if given the opportunity, at least he could, if we put this list out in 2024, be a top 25 quarterback heading into that year, because I really like the talent he has. So not just the guys you mentioned, but even a guy like Dante Moore, who's going to be a true freshman, I think could really make some noise in the Pac-12 this season. Absolutely. And that's part of the reason UCLA landed on my list earlier in the offseason of the nation's top 10 quarterback rooms. So, you know, I don't think UCLA has a proven standout at the top of their depth chart right now, but the depth that they have there with a guy like Colin Schley, who was a very good group of five quarterback last year at Kent State, a five-star quarterback, Dante Moore, and then Ethan Garbers, who is a you know proven backup who was a highly rated recruit at his time. And you know, I think UCLA again, you know, if one of those guys really pops, that's a team that could make some noise in the Pac-12 uh, like they did last year. So I want to read out twenty through twenty-five real quick. So at twenty, you have Western Kentucky's Austin Reed, Will Rogers of Mississippi State is twenty-one, Ohio State's Kyle McCord twenty-two, Spencer. Sam- 
Sanders at Ole Miss is 23. And I'll ask you about Sanders after this next question, but Frank Harris of UTSA is 24 and Drew Alar at Penn State is 25. Now, every year we see a quarterback burst on the scene, right? Of those six guys I just mentioned, are there one or two that you think could really have great years and potentially find themselves higher up on the list by the time this season ends? Yeah, Drew Alar at, at number 25 is, I, I think, my pick to really surprise some people. I mean, he was 24-7 sports number one quarterback uh, two cycles ago. So, you know, somebody who has the pedigree there played a decent amount as a freshman in, uh, you know, in, in kind of that mop up duty coming in late in games and, and put up some pretty good numbers uh, in, in doing so. But, you know, now he has to prove it as as the guy at, at Penn State. You know, can he step into that quarterback one role um, and, you know, and, and lead Penn State to potentially a, a Big Ten title, you know, that's he's got some tough teams to, to beat in doing so. But um, I, I think somebody who's very capable, again, we just haven't seen it yet. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, a few months from now, we're talking about Drew Alar as uh, somebody who's who's surprising people and, and climbing up those ranks there. Now, I mentioned Spencer Sanders at 23. Is this your like pick to or pick for him to win that that Ole Miss quarterback battle? Because it's him. It's uh, Jackson Dart, obviously, who's the incumbent. And Walker Howard, who obviously they brought in as a transfer from LSU. Now, I think the common belief is that Howard is going to, while he's part of the competition, likelihood is he starts the following year in 2024. So it's kind of between Howard, uh, between Spencer Sanders and Dart. But is uh, putting Spencer Sanders at 23 sort of your pick for him to ultimately win that job with Ole Miss? That's spot on. I actually slotted number 23 as the Ole Miss starting quarterback. So, you know, Jackson Dart actually just narrowly missed the list. Um, So I put Spencer Sanders there just because I think um, it's a guy who transferred away from a good situation at Oklahoma State to go to a program where I think he expects to be the starter. Um, You know, you wouldn't have a four-year starter leaving a Power 5 program for another if he didn't think if he didn't think he had a really good shot at winning the starting job, um, I, I think he has more experience. He's a little more proven and, you know, has led a power five program for four years. That that goes a long way in winning a starting job. So I would be a little more comfortable in putting him in the top 25 than Jackson Dart, even though I think if Jackson Dart wins the starting job, he's probably a top 25 quarterback in the country, if not very close to it. So I'm sure as you were deciding between 20 and 25, there were some names that obviously get left or that got left out uh, that were numbers 26, 27, 28, if you were to expand the list even more. So who are a couple of guys that just miss making the list that you probably would have put in again if the list expanded, but in 25, they unfortunately were left out? Number one for me was Cade Klubnick at Clemson. You know, a guy who who split time with DJ Uyunglele last year. I, I think the fact that Clemson finally made a change at offensive coordinator, you know, I I think we see the Clemson offense take a step forward this year and Cade Klubnick, I, I think, is really primed um, to take advantage of that. Now, on the same token, DJ Uyunglele at Oregon State also narrowly missed this list. Um, you know, he's probably more in the 30 to 40 range, um, but I think that he has the potential. Again, I, I covered Oregon State for, for years and um, you know, I'm familiar with the situation that he's stepping into at Oregon State. Um, I, I think he could flourish this year. I, I think those two guys um, are in better situations this year than they were last year at Clemson. Again, with Klubnik making a changed offensive coordinator, with DJ moving across the country to um, a situation at Oregon State where they always get the most out of their quarterbacks. Um, I, I think those two Clemson guys, you know, former Clemson guy in, in DJU's case, could really climb this list this year. And it was it was hard to leave them off of the fact that, again, they haven't reached their potential yet uh, is 
was kind of my decision making and in, in doing so and putting a guy like Drew Alar who hasn't started yet over them. So, Card, I'll get you out of here on this one. I asked before about guys, obviously, toward the bottom of the list that you think could work their way up it. But inside the top 10, do you think there's anyone that can sort of catch the consensus top two of obviously Caleb Williams at number one and Drake May right behind them? I think just about everyone in the top 10, t- to be honest with you. Um, we went in depth on three and four in, in Penix and Knicks, uh, but Sam Hartman at number five at, at Notre Dame is really intriguing to me. A guy who leads the ACC in career passing touchdowns, moves to Notre Dame, a team that won nine games last year. And uh, it feels like it's on the verge of really breaking through early in Marcus Freeman's tenure there. Sam Hartman is is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country, without a doubt. Um, and you know I think he has better team context this year than he did at Wake Forest. Uh, Jordan Travis at number six, you know, somebody who who really jumped onto the scene last year, who I, I think if Florida State reaches its ceiling this year, Jordan Travis is going to be um, instrumental in doing so. Jaden Daniels at number seven, one of my dark horse picks to win the, the, the Heisman Trophy this year, I think really tapped into um, some of his potential in his first year at LSU. You know, he really broke onto the scene as a freshman at Arizona State early in his career. But another situation where, you know, he he has to win the job over another talented backup in Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, But I think Daniels is the guy there. And I think as long as he's in the lineup, um, LSU has a really dynamic player at uh, at the quarterback position. So those are, I guess, three of the guys who I think could crack the, you know, the top two, top three this time next year, with my favorite probably being Hartman, just because I I think he, he has the longest track record of success there. Now, my pick before we go, and I know he's outside the top 10, but he's right outside the top 10 in number. 11, Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy is obviously back. Isaiah Nayer is healthy. A.D. Mitchell, obviously transferring from Georgia to Texas. So the weapons are there for him. Obviously, he doesn't have that workhorse in the backfield in B. John Robinson, uh, but they still have a very talented running back room behind him as well. But that's my pick for a guy who could potentially catch the duo of Caleb Williams and Drake May at the top Quinn Ewers of Texas, but so many talented passers this season. And it'll be so much fun to go back to this list at the end of the season and see how it ultimately turns out. You can find the whole list over at 247sports.com and can follow Carter on Twitter at Carter Baines. Carter, thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate the time. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review and head on over to the 247 Sports YouTube channel and click that subscribe button. So for Carter Baines, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily and have a good weekend. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.